What's going on, good people? How is everyone doing today? Uh, it's your boy Alvin, and it is Friday, December the 3rd. And it is Christmas <clears throat> time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. It is Christmas time, and everybody, including me, are there, we're getting in the spirit. How is everyone feeling tonight? Uh, hopefully very well. Well, welcome to another episode of He Said, He Said, He Said, a look at the world from a seasoned Black man's perspective. Um, thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, this is going to be a very, very, uh, awesome, I'm going to say spicy show because, um, you know, we have um, talked about certain topics like this before on, you know, our uh, show called Post-Pandemic Dating. We also did To Date or Not To Date. And even if you throw our show, um, I'm going to say on triggers in there because, you know, they come up in relationships, too. Um, we, we have talked about it. But tonight we have uh, a very special guest and he is here to talk <coughs> to you, um, uh, for our show, Professional Matchmaker, ladies and gentlemen. Um, statistics have shown that a lot of people are having different experiences adapting to this new way of post-COVID dating. The practical approach to online dating is not cutting the cake, and many of you are now turning to a to professional matchmakers to find that special someone. Dating coaches help you to understand yourself better and provide valuable insights into who you are at your deepest level. Understanding your individual needs, communication style, attachment style, ooh, attachment style, hardwire inner working set forth the path. Um, for uh, dating success. So if you are considering looking for that Mr. or Ms. Right, you are here, to, you are in the right place, ladies and gentlemen, because again, we have our special guest, Lamont White. He's a dating coach with betterwaytomeet.com. And whew, we got a show for y'all tonight. So sit back. I know a lot of y'all have been sending in comments and, you know, clicking like and saying that you're going to join the, the show tonight. So I hope you are on here because you do not want to miss it. Um, so let me move this uh, train ahead and bring on, you know, the spices of my life, Mr. Saladin Dare and Mr. Yeah, Bosch yeah. Bodie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You are spice. You are spice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, hey y'all. How you doing? I don't mind being a Spice Girl tonight. You're not. Are you a Spice Girl tonight? (laughs) You know, speaking of of Spice Girl, real quick, did you see Annie last night? I did not. Did you? I I I did. Don't don't look. Don't judge me. Yes yes I did. I did see Annie last night. But isn't one of the Spice Girls, ex Spice Girls on that show? Um, the, uh, the, 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 the mass singer, is she one of them? Is she a spice she, girl? She's not a spice girl. She's a pussycat doll. A pussycat doll. Okay. Yeah. Nicole Scherzinger. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the mass singer. She was on, uh, any last night. She was fantastic. I mean, she, okay. she, 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 she was really good, but how are you guys doing? Doing Great. exactly doing good. And <laughs> Bobbing and weaving with the best of them. It's getting chilly. <laughs> trying to keep warm. And well, you, trying you to get some warm. spice in my life. Hey, Sean. Sean is on here. Okay, Sean. Sean, you got a little hard up. Uh, hmm. 
Sean, you can text in here what you hope to get out of this show tonight. <laughs> we, 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 we are listening to you, okay? And, <laughs> and we, we will be responding to you. So thank you for, for joining us tonight. Um, hey, Monica. Also, I want to, you know, I sent you all a link earlier this week or last week. Um, we all know that the show, uh, I mean, the, the, the movie B-Boy Blues has dropped. And a lot of people have been streaming it on this um, this different uh, website um, so that they, they could see it. And for people who don't know what B-Boy Blues is, it is a book that was written by James Earl Hardy back in the day that, that pretty much introduced us to, uh, what is it, DL dating? Um, uh, the download, let, let download, download status. Yeah, all all mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. All of that. Hey, Scott, thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, it um it, it introduced us to all that, but now it's a movie, and Jesse Smollett is uh, the producer or one of them for for the movie. And I just wanted to mention that the movie was out and kind of touch base on Jesse Smollett is now back in court. Um, you know about that that case that the, the incident in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> mm -hmm. I'm not going to follow it because it really had me in a pickle when that when that story broke. So I'm I'm not going to follow it and you all look like you're not gonna <laughs> your faces are like <laughs> you know it was just so much and it's just so interesting that this movie's coming out as the case is going back in i just yeah. manipulated i probably won't be paying attention to either of those things yeah, and the, the incident I, in chicago just seemed so foolish and unnecessary yeah it, it made me not know what to believe and yeah. i don't i didn't i didn't i didn't want to judge him but I just didn't know what to believe. So I went with my gut feeling on a lot of things of which I'm not going to bring up right now, but I do wish him well. Um, I wish him <laughs> tremendous success on his film. That's yeah. awesome. Did you yeah. see it? I haven't yes. seen it yet, but I think it's amazing to pull off such a feat in the midst of, you know, the aftermath of what happened in Chicago. Well, it, it's good. I, I did see it. I, okay, I thought it was done. I, I thought it was done very well and, you know, bringing it up to date, um, you mm -hmm. know, current times, if you will. Um, the cast mm -hmm. members are, are, mm, um, mm. look at it mm. for the cast members, okay? Mm. Like a Tyler Perry <laughs> cast kind of thing or a deeper uh, level? Mm, mm. No, Tyler, Tyler Perry tends to pull out he pulls out some things that you ain't never seen before. You've seen some Amen. of these before, but but it's good. Okay, it's good. And and one of my favorite characters from uh, from a, one of my favorite shows, um, uh, P Valley. She's in she's in in it, and she's very I very good. Valley. The girl the girl who plays Mercedes, um, the actress. Okay. Um, she's she's in it. So, um, are you guys ready to talk to Lamont tonight? Yes. More Is Lamont ready to talk know. to us? Okay. <laughs> I want to learn some things. Teach me tonight. <laughs> well, we 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 are ready. We, we have been anticipating this show. So um, if you guys are ready to roll with it, I am. Hey Alma, you guys ready? Hey Absolutely. Alma. Okay. All right. All right. Uh Mr. Lamont Scales White, otherwise known as the uh, day gating coach, is the owner of betterwaytomeet.com a professional matchmaking, dating coaching, and couples counseling service for gay men in the United States. Since 2014, Lamont has, has matched um, whew, hundreds of single guys and even helped a few guys get married. 
He's nationally mm. recognized as a relationship <laughs> expert for gay men and helping gay men maintain healthy relationships. Hmm, what a concept. Uh, Mr. White is also the host of the new show, Shoot Your Shot Wednesdays, where single guys <laughs> answer insightful, funny, and spicy um, uh, questions about being single. And it's all live on Instagram. And you guys got to catch it if you haven't, because it is sometimes it's hilarious. And so, uh, it, it, but it will open your eyes to some things. Um, he holds an undergraduate degree in psychology, a graduate degree in professional, uh, commu in professional community counseling, and is a certified <clears throat> matchmaker with the Matchmaking Institute. Pull it together. That's right, Lamont. He lives in Atlanta with his husband and three, uh, I'm sorry, and two nephews. And I'm going to add one more thing to this in, uh, introduction. He is a triplet, you all. It is three of him. It is two other him somewhere. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the He Said He Says stage tonight, um, dating coach Lamont White. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. hey, Lamont. What an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all you. It is all you, man. Thank hey, you exactly. for being here. Tell me why I'm a triplet. Oh, I wasn't supposed to do that. I'm joking. Oh my, I'm joking. Okay. Oh my God. I, I, I missed that memo. Well, I just think it's just, it's, and, and the only reason why I know that because sometimes I troll your your page and um you know I, <laughs> so I, I you know I follow you everywhere but um but thank you for being here tonight my brother um you are doing some dynamic things in the in the love relationship field so. I'm trying to I'm working hard well that's why we got you here okay yeah. because I can <laughs> hang out with these handsome guys on a Friday night oh. single handsome single oh single single single, single. Employed. <laughs> Single. Okay. And, and, and employed and available. Okay, right. There you go. There you Single. Go. Single for now. And this is my ring. I bought it. Oh. Um, okay. This look. water is here for a reason because I'm thirsty. <laughs> All right. Look, All right. Lamont, do do us a favor and, and take about 60 to 90 seconds to tell us why you got into the matchmaking arena. Sure. So I got into matchmaking because I know there are tons of eligible gay men out there, but it's really hard for us to connect outside of bars, clubs, and apps. So I'm like, hey, why don't I find a better way <laughs> for guys to meet? It's the name of my business, right? So I do old-fashioned matchmaking, like real, real old-fashioned matchmaking. I meet with guys face-to-face -face just to get a feel for who they are, make sure they're not catfish or crazy. And I, you know, polish them up and send them on amazing dates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Interesting. Right. Well, give us an idea of what it's like to have that that initial consultation. Oh Lord, my initial consultations. It could be like you never know what you're going to get, right? Because we as gay men, we come to the dating scene at different times, right? Some have been married, divorced. Some have just coming out of the closet, and they're like, "What the hell is dating?" Right. So I really get a sense for who the guy is, what skills he might need to improve upon, mm -hmm. whether it's you know mental health, physical health, what mm -hmm. he's wearing, all that type of stuff. And I say, mm -hmm. hey, sir, this is what I want you to do before I send you on a date. So guys do that. And then I literally search the world, like the world, to find really compatible guys for my clients. And Lamar, I would like you, you to go to Zamunda for me. What say did you that, say? I would like for you to go to Zamunda. For me. I, oh my god. I would like Prince Ikeen. <laughs> <I, I, I, laughs> well, 
Well, Lamont, will you please describe the uh, demographics of your typical client, their age, mm -hmm. ethnicity, income, employment status? Yeah, so my typical guy is any race, right? But typically between the ages of about 40 to about 65, those are usually the guys I work with because they're really serious about like selling down, finding love. Most of my guys, believe it or not, are not <clears throat> really connected to the gay community. They're like accountants, lawyers, doctors, um, media specialists who have really like focused in on their career and forgot about love. So they come to me at this, this point in their life and they're like, Lamont, I'm a great guy. I got a house, I got a car, but I don't know how to date or I can't find love. So like really high earning income guys who are like amazing spirits. Like I love the job that I have because I get to meet guys who are like genuinely looking for love and they're not perfect, right? They're not perfect. So these are not guys who are like, oh, I'm arrogant, I know everything. No, they're like, I, I have still more to learn. So I mm. love clients like that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and take a I'm I'm gonna plug Lamont right now because I am I have never been a client of Lamont's, mm -hmm. but Lamont doing his searching and matching he i was one of the people who he called mm -hmm. to to connect me with someone that that is a client of his and so i am fully aware of his um his his management style and and how he runs his business <clears throat> from another side of being the person who he approached to um, I guess to connect or to to match with someone else, and that's all I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, right now. But and, and I'm going to keep it moving to the next question that I'm sure is ready to be asked. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> interesting. Shoes, because certain types of professions, the guys have very special kind of shoes. <laughs> Let me see your shoes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, but I, I'm really curious. What are guys really looking for in a potential partner? So I have like, you know, I, thanks for reading my resume. So like I've done the research of what gay men really want, like in a relationship. And so it's not my opinion. It's not what I heard from my friends. These are from like research um, articles and surveys. Most gay men, and I'll say most gay men. So there, when I say most, that means there's a small portion that it doesn't apply. Okay. So don't kill me when I say this. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> They're looking for a guy to be attractive, like, and that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But most guys want Indeed. you to really be taking care of yourself. So mm -hmm. if you let yourself go, like, you stop taking your medicine, you stop drinking water, like Saladin does, like, <laughs> if, then you're you're going to be less marketable. So take care of yourself, you know, health wise. Also, guys are looking for independence. Mm -hmm. You can take care of yourself. Enter another, the choir. Sing. <laughs> another guy doesn't want to take care of you. They want you to, you know, you don't have to be rich, but you should have some savings. Mm -hmm. You should be able to take me out on a date, like, and it's not an issue. Um, so independence is key. Also, um, masculinity. Most gay men like some level of masculinity and some level of confidence. Mm -hmm. If you don't like yourself, how can you expect another guy to be into you? So it's mm -hmm. that self-worth, uh, that self-work of making sure you love yourself, you're confident, mm -hmm. and that exudes from you. 
you could be like a six, but if you're confident, that takes you up to a nine or a 10, right? Right. Absolutely. Uh, also, amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> confidence, not arrogance, but confidence. Confidence, right? right? Confidence, and some yeah. swag. You want some swag. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yo, what's up, bro? How you doing? Right? Like that. <laughs> it, look, Bash is smiling. Would that also speak to men having to have some type of social skills? Yes. Like, hello, how are you handsome? Mm-hmm. I would like to take you out on a date. Or, you know, <laughs> there's a hiccup that happens and you articulate that and you just don't go ghost, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last thing, really important for gay men, really is sexual compatibility, right? We like to know how do you get down when we get down, right? And that has to work really well for us. Um, also on, which is different from straight folks, we have conversations about like open relationships, agreement, and monogamy. So we need to make sure that those things work well. Mm. Now, sexual compatibility sometimes require experience. If you have people who are not used to dating, what kind of experience do they have? So I always say in your 20s, you should focus on your career and figuring out what you want in life. So you experiment sexually like with different things, with different types of relationships. That way, later in your life, you can be like, bruh, this is what worked well for me, and this is what I like. If you haven't done that work, you need to get out in the field and and experience things. So um, practice makes perfect. I will say that. It's okay to put yourself out there, date different types of guys. Don't be focused on, oh, he has to be 6'4", 180 light skin. No, get you a dark skinned man who's like five nine. See, hmm. see what it works. Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, my, I, what are some I'm of the not... key challenges that that men face in the current environment? Uh, love in the time of Corona. Yes. Are you are are you vaccinated? Are you wearing a mask? You know, of course. But I think gay men, we have been navigating, you know, um, you know, STDs, HIV for decades. So navigating COVID has been easier for us because we we're used to asking those types of questions. Mm -hmm. Um, What I have found is most guys are on the apps are having more conversations before they actually meet each other. Mm. So it kind of delays some of those, um, you know, random hookups or interaction. Right. So Lamont, let me, okay. Having said all of that, um, and based on the demographics of, of your, your clients, you know, where they live, you know, the, what state or whatever, does that dictate how you recommend how they should uh, attempt to meet great dates and great dates, period? Very, very much so, because there are guys, like if I'm working with a guy in New York, <clears throat> my recommendation for a guy that lives in Jackson, Mississippi, is going to be totally different, right? Mm-hmm. New York, you can get out and go to bars, clubs. You can probably go to the grocery store and, and pick a guy up. You can't do that in Jackson, Mississippi, right? So I'm going to recommend either matchmaking or actually using a dating app, putting your face out there, putting quality pictures, like your face, not your and other stuff, <laughs> right? Right. Put, right? put things that talk about who you are. Um, so I'm going to recommend social media if you live in a smaller city than if you live in a large city where there are tons of gay venues. So we, we have a question down here. Uh, Robert Beatty says, how many of your clients have gotten married? So as of today, I probably have about like eight clients who have gotten married. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay. Hey, look, that that's a milestone in, yeah. in, in, in mm-hmm. this culture, okay? That, that it has not been around for even 10 years yet. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Someone just said, uh, AK Moore. Hey, AK, welcome back. He said, you don't mean, I, and I'm not sure this is a follow-up to a question. I do. I do. Okay. AK, yes. I feel like, so I think guys are using Grinder Jack all the wrong way. I'm on a mission to change how we use it because mm-hmm. if you're putting, wait, what can I and can I not say on this? <laughs> um, um, say everything. No, 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 no. Um, 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 let me see. I'll, if, I'll if, color it. I'll if, color if, it. If, if there was a cliff, don't jump. Okay. Jump. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you are putting eggplants and peaches out, those types of pictures, of course, you're just going to get hookups. If you literally, like, and I have dating coaching clients who, pay me to teach them how to date on apps and social media. They do what I say and they go on dates. Right. Wow. Right. Well, look, what right. do you tell them? <laughs> I will tell you, you have to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and you have to use it a different way. If you use it as a hookup app, that's fine. No shame. Have fun. But if you want to use it to find love, there are different mm-hmm. steps that you have to do so you can. And it's 100% possible. A lot of guys get married. But aren't those apps sex apps in nature? So are they appropriate platforms to go to if you are looking for love? I'm telling you. I, don't I put my I'm dating coaching clients that. on them. They go on dates. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I had a dating coaching client. He went on four dates within four weeks from the app. Well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna like, to say. Out we, of the we, house, we, not, not Netflix and chill. <laughs> well, we had we had um, a a couple on actually that have started their own company called Bottled Up. Uh, we we had yeah. them on, and they met on a dating app, and you know one of those apps that other people will look at as something that's used in ways that probably they haven't taken the time to use in a better way, mm-hmm. and and they they are I mean they are thriving, and I. You know, I'm, I give them props, but we had them on the show. So they spoke to what you just said. And, you know, you can find love on a dating app if you learn how to use it. But if you go on there thirsty and wanting to use it for that, just just be honest about it. Just be honest that you, you're looking for a quickie. And you right. just want to, you know, just, just be honest about it and, and let it go. Um, Lamont, you also said something earlier that Vash touched on. Uh, um, Vash touched on it earlier and you spoke to it. Um, what would be your advice to those who have experienced trauma such as rape, sexual assault, mm-hmm. or molestation from past experiences, but they're afraid to get back out there? How mm-hmm. would you coach them? Definitely uh, find a really good therapist, definitely a sex therapist. That way, mm-hmm. and you know, some of us feel like, oh, therapy is, you know, the stigma, but you'll get a fitness trainer or you'll get a dietitian. Work that stuff out that's going on with you. Get a really good sex therapist that can help you overcome some of that. Um, because I have guys who come to me for matchmaking services who have had that background. And I'm like, bro, I can't put you in front of a guy right now. Cannot, right. will not do that to you or the guy. I'm not going to waste mm. anybody's time. Take like six to eight months. Invest in your mental health. There, there, there's nothing better to be in a place where you realize that there's a solution and a way out of it and you actually tackle it. So do that work, do the work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Getting back to like this whole, cause we were talking about marriage before. 
what are the different stages of dating mm. now that we can get married? Yeah, yeah. So it's so, you know, from the talking to the dating to we're official to engagement <clears> to marriage. So gay men, we get to read, like, we get to create our own story, which is the beautiful thing about, like, our relationships. I think definitely when you are, um, you initially meet a guy, have no expectations. There, there's no accountability. There's no, oh, you need to call me or we're exclusive. No, that phase really is three things. Getting to know him, having fun by creating good memories, and staying out of the friend zone. So it's mm. okay to flirt. Like, stay, stay out, out of their friend zone. Look, way out of it. Like, so you have to flirt with <clears> him. You have can to you elaborate him. on that a little bit, Lamont? Uh, what do we, please. I, I touch him, give him a hug, give him a compliment, tell him he's handsome, smile. Like, don't, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a a meeting with a colleague. It's not a coworker. It's not a business meeting. Like, right. no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so many times guys feel like um, they have to be so polite and so, you know, cordial. Like, no, bro, stand up and tell the man you're into him. All right. Okay. So that's mm -hmm. the dating phase. Um, about two or three months, that's when you're like, hmm, he's sticking around. <laughs> right. Like, mm -hmm. I'm feeling his energy. Talk about things that you all might want in a relationship to see if it's compatible. Too many times guys just jump into a relationship without talking about what they expect right. in a relationship because it could differ. And in New York City, those guys will, you know, rush into a relationship, move into a one bedroom, bedroom apartment, and then they break up and then they put a partition. And oh, so- <laughs> <laughs> and see, and they, they become roommates. I was just thinking about you know a person bringing their luggage, bringing their 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 baggage over. But you you took it to a whole nother level. You did. Okay. Well, Saladin, I do. Here's one of the things I do recommend, guys. Like they're like, oh, we want to get married, move in. I don't recommend that. I do recommend getting a one bedroom apartment, or based on one person's income. In New York, I know that's different, right? But you, before you like, hey, I want to get married, move in. Okay, fine. One bedroom based on one person's income. Do a 12-month lease. Save that money that you're making. Get to see how you all are, you know, compatible in that living together. If it works out, great. Use that money for a down payment for a house. If not, somebody has to move in 30 days. And, and, uh, and not 60, 30. 30. And good Dr. That. Reverend Lamont, uh, good Dr. Reverend Lamont, earlier you were talking about what guys want. Do men want to be in monogamous relationships or do they prefer to be in open relationships? So it really depends. But the question that you have to ask yourself is what, what are your values about sex and intimacy? And if you value and and where did you learn that from? What does that mean? Dynasty. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Ear pulling. So <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but like, so if once you figure out what sex and intimacy mean to you, and you mm -hmm. understand what understands where it came from, then you can answer that question. There are some people I'm like, no, you need to be in a monogamous relationship. Don't don't even try that. You can right. try, but stick to what it works. won't end well. Yeah. Right. And there are other guys. I'm like, listen, 
just be honest about the types of sex that you like and what intimacy means to you. You may need to be in a relationship where it's not full-on data and will open relationship, but it might be more like, hey, we have an agreement on vacation. We can do X, Y, and Z. Have those transparent conversations about what works well for you. Well, see, Early my, on. My, my thing is there are some guys who can't even discuss intimacy because they don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so you get into, you know, you meet these guys. And like I said, you're, you're giving, you're giving, you're coaching someone and letting them know what they should do, but it's, it's foreign to them because they've never done it or their perception of intimacy is just. Yeah. So the, I, I walk guys step by step. I have, I have couples that come to me in this dilemma and they're like, Lord today, like, how do we make this work? So I have them go through a series of exercises so that they can figure out what really works for their relationship or if it needs to end. Some people come to me and once we talk, I'm like, no, you two do not need to be together. Like, And good, good Dr. Reverend Lamont, what, what is the key to longevity and happiness in the gay male relationship? So, so it really depends on, you know, the dynamic. But what I found really is commitment where you are saying i am committed to being with you through the good times through the bad times i'm committed to paying attention because as men women all of us in relationships we evolve over time and one of the things that you will see why relationships end is because they don't focus on their relationship Mm. they don't see how their partner is changing around his desires his needs his ups, his downs, <clears throat> and then that's how people grow apart because mm. of that thing. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, over-talk you, Vosh. I'm sorry. I was just, Alma, Alma, Alma uh, Martin Gill, she, uh, she has a show on NNPA called Ask Alma, and she made the statement, this is real talk for anyone who's dating. So mm-hmm. I, I want to make, thank you for saying that, mm-hmm. Alma, because Yes, we are talking about men dating, but we know that we have a an audience that is very diverse here. So um, please, please hear what Lamont is saying, ladies and gentlemen, because it does it just doesn't apply to to gay men. That mm-hmm. happens to be Lamont's and I'm, Lamont, you can stop me. His specialty. It is my specialty. But funny okay. enough, it's so funny. I do have a handful of heterosexual black women that I coach for dating like. I teach them how to show up on dates. So I work with mm. another a, a number of different matchmaking <clears throat> companies and they send their women to me. I coach them. Yeah. So yeah. A lot well, of I'm people- gonna say thank you, Lord, for that because yeah. it's hard out here for some uh, heterosexual women. <laughs> Lord, it is hard. It's, it's especially hard. in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I know in it's Atlanta hard. it has to be. You gotta bring your man. I said. <laughs> <laughs> So Lamont, for men who have recently went through a divorce, since we're talking about heterosexual um, uh, couples, uh, for men who have recently went through a divorce with with women and are now ready to uh, get out here and dating um, a person of the same sex, what would be your advice to them for entering into that gender loving dating world? Get a therapist. (laughs) Um, Reconcile your beliefs about what God says about your sexual orientation, right? Get a good gay mentor. You know, it's a list right here, right? Get a good gay mentor. 
and then take maybe two years just to date, um, experience different gay groups, softballs, organizations, so you learn more about the culture. Going to the gay club is just not the gay community experience. Right. Having sex with men is just not the gay experience. Right. We are a community that um, is more than that. Like, hello, have you seen Pride? All the organization, mm-hmm. our things that we're committed to. You have to immerse yourself in the culture so that you can understand more. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. How many of your clients are actually looking to get married? Is that I, a common end goal? 98%. There are some like, so like, hey, Lamont, you know, I've been married before. Like, and these are my guys who are like on the older end, like in our, their 60s. They're like, I've been married before. I don't have to get married, but I do want a committed relationship. Um, and maybe just like signing some documents, but they don't want to change your name. Again. What are their email addresses, please? <laughs> <laughs> you are so. When you say signing documents, what do you mean? Like prenups? Well, prenups. Prenups, and, well, no, they're not, they're not gonna get married, not a prenup. Right. But like power of attorney, like so, like if someone gets sick, you can you can take care of their businesses, like their affairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, very very interesting. So here's a very burning question that I know people want to ask you, Lamont. How should a potential client prepare financially to obtain a dating coach? So there are different dating coaches out there. There are literally, literally a handful of gay dating coaches or gay matchmakers. I am probably the most affordable. I will say that. So um, if you are doing financially well, you won't have to prepare. If you have to prepare for my package, I would say wait, you know, get a part-time job, go back to school and then come back. Like, because my prices are very affordable. And if you feel like it's a stretch, it's probably not a good fit. There are so many double entendres going on in this conversation <laughs> that I am just blushing. No oh my gosh. Because no I don't want to have to get ready for your package, Lamont. I'm just telling Lamont, you. what are those email addresses? What are those email addresses, please? Oh, after the call. Okay. Beware of these two, this crew right here. I told you. They have been waiting for this show. Uh, I do know some matchmakers who charge 10, 20,000 to match. So you may have to get ready for that, right? That's not the case for me. Not the case. (laughs) Right on. I have a question. So we just honored World AIDS Day on December 1st. We're trying to, you know, honor what World AIDS Day stands for, as well as helping to eradicate not only HIV, but the stigma around it. How does HIV and HIV status come into play when you are matchmaking? And are you seeing... um, it matter more, less, <clears throat> what? Yeah, so I like great question because on Wednesday, which was World AIDS Day, part of I, I do a show called Shoot Your Shot Wednesday. And so at mm-hmm. the end of it, I made sure I did a shout out to people who are living with HIV, navigating HIV, like all of that. Like, because I feel like in gay, with gay men, it's a reality for us. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a partner, a friend, we know someone who's living with HIV and we should be supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get into the weeds when I do interviews, like direct questions like, are you top, your bottom? What are your thoughts about dating someone who's living with HIV? And guys are very forthcoming with their status or yes, I'm open to dating someone who's positive or they're not. 
I am finding that most gay men are very open to dating someone who's living with HIV. The thing that they're most concerned about <clears throat> is the person who's living with HIV, their mental health, that they're comfortable mm. with themselves. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. They're like, oh yeah, are they, are they taking their medicine? Are they comfortable with it? Oh, let's make it happen then. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Right, well, because yeah. HIV is not taboo anymore. Per, right. I mean, to, 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 the, to many people. I'm not going to say to everybody. But you know, there still uh, are some people who are like. Th there's no. still some people like absolutely not. But um, but yeah, it, it's not like it was. I'm gonna say even five, eight years ago. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. It's, and, it's and, not like with, that. So yeah, access to prep, um, mm -hmm. it makes it more easier. But I will say this because you know, people might hate me, but I'm gonna say it because my other hat, I work at CDC. Mm. Um, the uh, black gay men have not achieved viral suppression at the rates of white gay men. Right. And access prep at the same as white gay men. So we have to do a better job of talking um, more about prep, staying on your medication, and helping each other to do that. Like, even me, like taking each other to the doctor. Hey, bro, I know you're having sex with our condom. Get on prep. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that because that's really important. And Rudy Miles say, so, says, so is you equals you even a conversation? And you equals you means undetectable, means untransmittable. It's definitely a conversation. Like even on like the dating apps where I talk to my clients about using some who are living with HIV, I say, put it out there. I say, complete that full profile so that people know what they're signing up for. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right on. Right what was this? Uh, I see another question. I think he uh, he changed it. He said the fear of and the fear of contacting of, 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 con of contracting HIV is very low. Well, yeah, it's very low if, if you're dating someone who has a managed who manage their their care. You know what I mean? If, right. But if you get someone right. who who's in denial, we all know denial kills. And so if you're in denial right. and you're not getting um, you're not under a doctor's care and you're not managing it. Yeah, you, you're going to pass it on to somebody. So like you just said, manage your health, mm -hmm. take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I have a question. It's not, it's, it just came out of any, somewhere and I got to ask you this, Lamont. Okay, Lamont, scenario. We all know that bringing people in, a couple's bringing other people into their relationship is becoming popular these days. If a client, one client came to you and said, I'm ready to date, but I want it to be a couple. How would you maneuver something like that? You so said you I wouldn't mean, tell. <clears throat> huh? You said you oh. wouldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, look I, I told you, I told you I was going to ask it my way. Okay? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. And, and just, just be quiet before I throw that, before one of them books come off that shelf and <laughs> accidentally hit you. Um, Fellas, so we have I, a show to do. <laughs> show to do. We're until midnight. <laughs> Break it up. So, yes. If they come to me, if a client comes to me and say he wants to be, an, he wants to be matched with a guy who's open to being in an open relationship. He wants to be matched with a couple that is also that is seeking a third, a thruple. He wants to become oh. a thruple. Yeah, I don't search for couples. I search mm. for singles. So okay. I would, yeah, yeah, I would probably like I have guys who sign up for the service who say that they're open to being in an open relationship, and I would match them with a single. But I don't search for couples to add a third to. 
Maybe that should be a package I offer. We'll see. I, okay, you know, let me see but, your shoes. Okay, we'll charge you a fee. Alvin King has introduced it to you because they're out there, and 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 because I know a few you couples. Know I'm not putting y'all on blast, but because of where they are in their life, and I'm not judging their the, the dichotomy of their relationship. It is comfortable for them. They are at a they are at a place in their life where bringing a third person into their relationship is what they want. So I would And is that the inevitable it. route for for gay men in a long-term relationship? Well, right, I would do it. I would do that only if it was to be in a relationship, not just a hookup because I don't mm -hmm. want to be an escort service. Like right. I feel like I would go to right. jail for that. Like, right. Right. <laughs> Yes. No, I mean, there are quite a few couples that have done this for for the sake of relationship, not yeah. so someone could be their house boy or anything like that. It, it is legit. And I mean, they are oh, yeah. actually married. Yeah, they, they even marry the person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it so, takes yeah. A, a lot of communication in a relationship mm -hmm. to Absolutely. be able to get to that point. So I mean, I know a few throuples as well, and I just have to say that th their relationships in so many ways are so very, very strong prior to bringing the third person mm -hmm, in. Mm -hmm. And then once that third person is in, they continue that level of communication. And it's just really, I, I find them fascinating and, and lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I see I'd more female troubles than I do male. Mm. Say, ah. say that again, Lamont. I see more female troubles than I do male. Wow. Right. And you know what? I'm glad you said that because that would be my thought also. I see more I female no couples than, 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 than male. Uh, what does Rudy? Hi, Rudy. I've never met Rudy, but Rudy says some are in, uh, someone read that. Polyamorous read relationships uh, polyamorous and don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And, and Rudy, true. not that I couldn't read it, Rudy. It, this is a live show, and I'm not trying to mess up any words today, Rudy. Okay, so <laughs> just, just, just know that. Wow, very and, Tyra Banks. Um, yeah. So, so whole, uh, blue says thruple equal top bottom verse. Um, I, I one, I can't is it so? I, I can't it confirm depends. that. It it depends again, yeah. and it, probably all verse. <laughs> all, yeah, or it could be all of that. And and yeah. now we are at that cliff, you all. That okay, <laughs> don't, don't jump. Don't, I'm just telling no. you, don't jump, don't Froggy. Jump. Okay, don't jump. I'm, but we're at that that wonderful cliff that you know what? Yeah, that that I was I knew that we could get to if we kept going. Um, but yeah, um, I think I I know of more more women doing the whole um the the thruple, uh, situation, or marriage or relationship mm -hmm. than men. Right. I do. I do. I do. Um, so um, first of <laughs> Lamont. How do couples make their relationships fulfilling and long lasting? Yeah, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. You have to focus on each other. Mm -hmm. Like, I think sometimes <clears throat> people get into relationships, whether it's heterosexual, you know, same gender loving couples, and you take each other for granted. Like, you don't take each other out on dates. You don't communicate about, like, your fears, your struggles, um, your aspirations. Um, you forget to talk about the intimate things with each other. Yeah. So it is literally like, I, I tell my husband this all the time. I'm like, uh, a movie and popcorn, that's not a date. Um, 
Jasmine Sullivan says, take a bitch out, <laughs> right? <for dinner>. like, <laughs> I'm like, let's get out the house, bro. Right. Right. <laughs> like, that's a date. So you still have to date your partner. You still have to try to woo him. You right. still have to try to be like, I'm going to make him blush, right? Right. Like, if you stop doing that, then your partner then doesn't feel appreciated. Your partner then can start looking for that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right? Seriously. I have a term for that. I have a name. I call them lazy lovers. Okay. Right. I, I don't don't step to me if you're a lazy lover. Mm-hmm. Don't step mm-hmm. to me talking about I've never done this and you're not taking no action to try to do it. Right. right. I'll play a don't, song. Don't 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 do that because chances are I'm a I'm not even gonna pull the carpet. <laughs> what? Right. No, I'm not. I'm, I, not there, touch, I'm not gonna touch the carpet. I'm gonna walk across it and shut the door. Okay. There, there is a song I play. If I'm in a relationship, if I'm trying to give someone a gentle warning, what is it? Hmm. It's by the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> a gentle warning. A gentle it? warning. You gonna make me love somebody else? I play that. <laughs> Oh, that's the Jones girl. That's the Jones like, girl. Oh, that's I'm the sorry, Jones, Jones girl. girls. <laughs> Pardon me. But when I play that, it's like, uh-oh. He's playing no the Jones apology. girls. No, apology. no. So when that happens, when that happens, you sit him down, but like, sir, what's going on? I miss you. I'm, and wait, here, wait, here wait. I'm writing words. this down, sir. Here are my words. I miss you. I miss the time we spend together. Mm. I miss the intimacy. I desire being with you. Not, why don't you take me out? Right. Where, which we, yeah, right. We'll yeah. start playing right. the Jones girls, right? Right. Are, <laughs> be vulnerable, and then come up with a solution. Are you plan the date? Yes. Right. You you plan the date. Make that it takes fun. you out of lazy lover mode. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, take that a takes vacation. Take right. take a trip. Like go to the cabin for the weekend. Like right. we're yeah. in a hotel for the for the night. Do something. Like. Right. Yeah. Lamont, you better mm-hmm. preach. And you got Rudy. Rudy says that Lamont, yes, 10 years in, and I'm assuming that Rudy is talking about his relationship. Mm-hmm. 10 years in, six years married, and we still flirt with each other and make each other blush. Rudy, write a book. Okay, <laughs> because that, that's good, Rudy. Okay, I, I like that. And Derek, how are you doing, Derek? These are all new folks that we have not seen. So I thank you for supporting Lamont. And he said, he said, he said, thank you guys. Yes, yes. I, I've been in relationships where communication is a one-way street. That's not communication yeah, so, then. So, so, I, so here's the thing. I give gay men a, a, a green pass for sometimes not being able to communicate. Because we have been taught to hide who we are. Yes. We have been taught to not talk about the sex that we like. We have been taught not to express our emotions. So it is a process of unlearning that crap. So when, and especially when you're dating a guy, like we make mistakes. And that's where I see like two great guys are together, but someone makes a mistake inevitably and y'all just go your way. It's like, no, just be like, yo, I didn't like the way you did that or Mm -hmm. I felt this way. Talk about the elephants in the room so that you all can make it work. Like yeah. and it is that uncomfortable conversations that mm-hmm. I feel like during the dating process, if you push through, you'll find you a can great make guy. It. Yeah. I also feel like we were raised to be the strong ones in the family. So if you put two of us together, sometimes it's like the bulls ramming heads, right? Mm-hmm. So it's also about compromise and understanding. And sometimes just, 
you know, stepping back and, and really actively listening to what the other person is saying rather than, you know, being defensive. Yeah, yeah, and, and we it, we as men, we have been taught, like, when we argue, and, I, you know, you mentioned I'm a triplet, like, growing up, when you argue with another guy, what do you do? May I have your brother's email addresses? <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. And you know what? On, on, on that note, Lamont, we're not letting you go. But Lamont, we we're, we're not letting you go. But first of all, thank you for this um for this conversation tonight. Thank you for this transparent moment. Thank you for this. Um, we 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 call ourselves a resource to okay. our viewers, and so thank you for being that. And it, it has just been great. And to all the viewers that that are there, and I, we want to read everything. Can we do that real quick before? We, we surprised Lamont with what we got in store for him because we got something in store for him, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, AK, AK Moore says, I think porn worship can ruin potential relationships. What? Porn worship. I, I think hmm. if guys talk about, like, again, what are their desires, the type of sex they want up front, you need to find someone where they like that as well. Like, right. find, I say, find someone who matches your speed. Right. Right. So right. you being in a relationship with a guy who thinks porn is shameful and wrong, that's not going to work. Find someone mm. who appreciates porn as much as you do. Right. And, Rudy and, says, we dismiss each other too much. We need more black gay brotherhood and support overall. And I agree with that. I that's why that. we're here, Rudy. And on that note, Rudy, we're going to say again, thank you to Lamont for, for engaging us in this topic tonight. It was very helpful. And people are already asking for part two. <laughs> so you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be circling back, but um, definitely invite um, me back. This was wonderful. Oh, great way to spend a good Friday night. We oh, will man. definitely do that, and but we're not letting you go because we asked some viewers to, and we had to look at our time to. We wanted to have a segment of of the show called Dear Lamont. Oh yes, I'm ready. Okay, for it. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a Facebook. Uh, there's a Facebook group. Uh, um, uh, Rudy, it is. He said. He said. He said live on Facebook. Please go there. Click like, share, do it all. Stay in touch with us, man. So I have a letter that someone has written to you, Lamont, and so I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Dear Lamont, I'm 40 and my partner is 30. And we've been married for six years, but we have been together for 10 years. My husband and I recently encountered some problems in our marriage when it comes to infidelity. This past year, my husband lied to me four times about his sexual encounters. Earlier this year, I found out that he cheated due to catching him in a lie. And I caught him the second time because he came clean. After the second time, our marriage counselor suggested that we try an open marriage, and we both agreed, so we then developed a set of rules. We decided to tell each other who, what, and when we have a sexual encounter with, with when, when we have a sexual encounter with someone else. Months later, we both have followed the rules until recently, my husband told me he was going to the gym. But after leaving for the gym, I realized that he left his Apple Watch at the house and heard his notifications going off constantly. I checked the watch and saw that he was lying about going to the gym, but instead he was going to meet up with a guy to meet him for a sexual encounter. 
He continued to not tell me about this encounter and he continued to lie about a fourth situation as well. After calling him out about it, he cried and broke down and asked me to stay and not leave and, and that he was going to do better. While in therapy, he communicated that he doesn't know why he lies, but he wants the marriage to work. Lamont, I'm tired of his lies, but I love him and I want our marriage to work. It's been two months and we are now at a good place, but I still don't trust him. Should I stay with him and help him work out his issues or should I go? So the guy, has, he likes sex with multiple people. You have to come to an understanding to that. You have Could to be And there's so if you're okay with that, stay. There's something also that he feels shameful why he's not sharing everything with you. So when he shares it with you, are you judging him? Are you clutching your pearls? Are you, are you, here's what you should do. Sound intrigued, sound excited. So he can be like, okay, this is a safe space for me to tell you more and more. You're in a relationship where he has showed you who he is. You are not going to change him. If your goal is to change him, you're wasting your time. Um, so just encourage him to share more with you. And it is going to be a process. It's not going to be fixed over a month, two months. This will be fixed over a few years, years where you all will have hiccups and where you all will figure out um, more and more how to make it work. But if you want to change him, you should end the relationship now. You are definitely a dating coach because okay. I'm like, <laughs> you like, keep that relationship. This is how you do it, make the relationship work. It's the lying for me. And anybody who yeah. is going to lie to you, uh, that's that's the big thing for me. But I appreciate that you are trying to keep them together. Well, it's he, yeah. the thing about it, he's not comfortable about sharing his, his, his truth. And the question is why? We as gay men have been taught again to sex is over here, we don't talk about it. And it's dirty, it's bad, it's not something we should be proud of and, and express openly. So it's when, 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 when everybody has sex. Everybody, everybody has, has sex. sex. Even yeah, the straight everybody. folks should be having sex up in the, in the pulpit and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Heatonism. You know, Heatonism. So right. it, okay. it, it is a process of unlearning. It's, and and it, you can't do that over a few months. You right. can't. Mm -hmm. And that is why. And it's love to to be with someone if they want to suddenly become more honest with you and with everything and to hold that space for, for them. But I'd rather my partner come to me and tell me I'm interested in having sex with other people or opening up, opening up our relationship rather than just starting another sexual relationship with someone or other people. Because I think I would be devastated by news of and confirmation of my partner, partner cheating on me for me uh, that would be the end. I would be on the train to Reno. And so but here's an opportunity to grow for you, though. I mean, perhaps you might find <clears throat> someone that you love to the point where you would want to still stay with them and get past this, especially after this conversation. Right. Well, and, and for and, some and, relationships, cheating is not like the end all be all. It could be finances, it could be violence. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really about getting to the root of what you desire sexually. And that you can't really learn that until it's time. And your partner mm. will have to feel comfortable to share and say, hey, there are some things I like sexually, but I'm afraid to tell you because you're going to judge me or you're going to leave me if I tell you. 
Right. Right. Well, so it's like know, my, it's, love is evolutionary. That's why I say you have to pay attention to your partner as he changes. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, that's where the lying, the sneaking off to the gym stuff occurs. Well, here's my thing with, 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 with lying and, and cheating. Uh, people, like you said, people cheat. I'm not going to be, it's not about the cheating for me. It's about that you did it and you didn't give me the right to choose. You didn't come to me and have a conversation with me about you want to have an extracurricular. In this case, they had put it out there in some type of contractual agreement mm -hmm. where, you know, they talked about what they were going to do. And he still broke the agreement. Yeah. He wasn't man enough yeah. to come to him and at least love me enough to give me a right to choose so that mm -hmm. while you're out there doing it, mm -hmm. I may want to go out there to do it, too, just to stay with it. But when you when you rob me of my right to choose, then you take a lot you take a lot of crap from me, and that's why I have to open the door and tell you you take care and go, and I'll see you around. Okay, well, I'll so, see you. Or, uh, yeah, bye, you bye got, Blackbird. I, I agree. So I, I get you with the agreement. Like I worked with um, Emory University to develop an intervention about how gay men make agreements in our relationships, and agreements are just like a contract. Right. Aim for that. But it's about like when you don't meet that expectation, when it fails, you make a mistake. It's like, OK, babe, when I, I mess up, how do you want me to tell you about my mistake? Right. You want me to sit down, have breakfast. You'll be sending a text message. You want it over out on a date. Like it's about like, how do you recover from your mistake? Well, you make me a pineapple yeah. upside down cake so I know and can mentally prepare. Like, okay. oh, he's making my cake up there. You are so, you, know, you, you are so sweet. Like, look, guys, guys, we are nearing the end of our show. Thank you for indulging us in that uh, Ask Lamont, okay? And when you come back- Dear Lamont. Hopefully... Dear Lamont. I'm sorry, did I say, did I say Ask Lamont? <clears throat> dear, dear Lamont, thank you. Thank you for indulging uh, us on that. And, and thank you to the gentleman who wrote the question because um, hopefully we provided some information from you you're watching that you can take with you and, you know, because you got it, you got it free of charge yes. from, 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 from a dating coach, okay? Look, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, next week, December 10th, we are putting together the, the best of he said, he said, he said shows. Okay, so you ain't no telling what you're going to hear again because we have spewed some stuff off of this show. Um, and so we're going to do a best of show next week. And I want to take this moment to leave you with our words of the week. Thanks to um, Lamont for inspiring us with this. Love is not just about finding the right person but creating the right relationship. And that was from someone that it is an unknown person who said that. And uh, we, we thought that that was very appropriate for our words of the week. But Lamont, thank you, thank you, thank you, my brother, for being here today, ladies and gentlemen. Betterwaytomeet.com, okay? Go, betterwaytomeet.com. Okay, you all need to go there and check him out. And we will definitely uh, talk about bringing him back for a part two um, of the show. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, and Vosh and Saladin, this was a, a, a hot show. I loved it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and until we see everyone next week, you all take care. And we will see you again on the next episode of He Said. He Said. He Said. Good night, everybody. <laughs>